Welcome everyone back to the Guys Be Guys podcast. Today, after our short break over the weekend, we're going to be diving back into Proverbs 5 and 6. Hopefully you all had a wonderful Saturday and Sunday. But now, we're going to be diving back into the Word. So we have Matthew with us here today. Say hello, Matthew. Hello. Hey. <laughs> yes. It is I. That is correct. <laughs> okay, so we're just going to jump right into it. Uh, I'll take five, and then, uh, Matthew, you can take six. Sure. Let's get it. Big is six. Not too big. It is 35 verses. Oh, yeah. Perfect. Okay. My son, be attentive to my wisdom. Incline your ear to my understanding, that you may keep discretion and your lips may guard knowledge. For the lips of the forbidden woman drip honey, and her speech is smoother than oil. But in the end, she is bitter as wormwood, sharp as two-edged sword. Her feet go down to death. Her steps follow the path she sheol. She does not ponder the path of life. Her ways wander, and she does not know it. And now, O oh sons, listen to me. I do not depart from the words of my mouth. Keep your way far from her, and do not go near the door of the house, lest you give your honor to others and your ears to the merciless. Lest strangers take their fill of your strength and your labors go to the house of a foreigner. And at the end of your life, you groan when your flesh and body are consumed. You say, How I hated discipline! my heart despised reproof. I did not listen to the voice of my teachers, or incline my ear to instructors. I am at the brink of utter ruin in the assembled congregation. Drink water from your own cisterns, flowing water from your own well. Should your springs be scattered abroad, streams of water in the streets? Let them be for yourself alone, and not for strangers with you. Let your fountain be blessed, and rejoice in the wife of your youth, a lovely deer, a graceful doe. Let her breasts fill you at all times with delight. Be intoxicated always in her love. Why should you be intoxicated, my son, with a forbidden woman, and embrace the bosom of an adulteress? <coughs> For man's ways are before the eyes of the Lord, and he ponders all his paths. The iniquities of the wicked ensnare him, and he is held fast in the cords of his sin. He dies for lack of discipline, and because of his great folly, he is led astray. I'm Proverbs chapter 6 here. My son, if you have put up security for your neighbor, have given your pledge for a stranger, if you are snared in the words of your mouth, caught in the words of your mouth, then do this, my son, and save yourself. For you have come into the hand of your neighbor. Go, hasten, and plead urgently with your neighbor. Give your eyes no sleep, and your eyelids no slumber. Save yourself like a gazelle from the hand of the hunter, like a bird from the hand of the fowler. Go to the ant, O sluggard, and consider her ways, and be wise. Without having any chief, officer, or ruler, she prepares her bread in summer, and gathers her food in harvest. How long will you lie there, O sluggard? When will you arise from your sleep? A little sleep, a little slumber, a little folding of the hands to the rest. 
and poverty will come upon you like a robber, and want like an armed man. A worthless person, a wicked man, goes about with crooked speech, winks with his eyes, signals with his feet, points with his finger. With perverted heart devises evil, continually sowing discord. Therefore, calamity will come upon him suddenly. In a moment, he will be broken beyond healing. There are six things that the Lord hates, seven that are an abomination to him. Haughty eyes, a lying tongue, and hands that shed innocent blood. A heart that devises wicked plans, feet that makes haste to run to evil, a false witness who breathes out lies, and one who sows discord among brothers. My son, keep your father's commandment, and forsake not your mother's teaching. Bind them on your heart always, and tie them around your neck. When you walk, they will lead you. When you lie down, they will watch over you. And when you awake, they will talk with you. For the commandment is a lamp, and the teaching a light. And the reproofs of discipline are the way of life. To preserve you from the evil woman, from the smooth tongue of the adulteress, do not desire her beauty in your heart, and do not let her capture you with her eyelashes. For the price of a prostitute is only a loaf of bread, but a married woman hunts down a precious life. Can a man carry fire next to his chest, and his clothes not be burned? Or can one walk on hot coals, and his feet not be scorched? So is he who goes into his neighbor's wife, none who touches her will go unpunished. People do not despise a thief if he steals to satisfy his appetite when he is hungry, but if he is caught, he will pay sevenfold. He will give all the goods of his house. He who commits adultery lacks sense. He who does it destroys himself. He will get wounds and dishonor, and his disgrace will not be wiped away. For jealousy makes a man furious, and he will not spare when he takes revenge. He will accept no compensation. He will refuse, though you multiply gifts. That's the end of Proverbs chapter 5 and 6. Okay, so we have a lot to unpack here. Mm-hmm. And we're not going to we're not going to skip over a lot of it, but we're going to we can sum up a good amount of this. So, chapter 5, going back to chapter 5, the warning against adultery, the forbidden woman. This is an idea and a picture that Solomon is going to be using many times throughout uh, multiple times throughout the book of Proverbs. The forbidden woman is is the adulteress, is the prostitute, the one who picture a old city most of the time on the outskirts had scarlet linens draped outside her windows, and often you would see actual, like if, if you knew what you were looking for, you would actually see men trying to sneak their way to that house. You'd see it in the evening after a long work day. You'd see these young men just slowly work their way over to the town prostitute or whatever, and you knew exactly what they were doing. They were entering into sin. They were, ens they were enticed. They were ensnared. Often, the forbidden woman would be out in the marketplace 
she'd adorn herself with um with jewelry with uh with spices and uh perfume it smelling extremely good literally sometimes with honey um as that was very valuable and delicious um comfort in mm-hmm. in this time so there's a literal sense here but then there's also the uh there's also the 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 tangible sense he's talking about he's talking about lust how many times is guys and i mean guys and girls th- this is something that is general across the board yep how often do we run into the problem of lust it can be lust after one another it can be lust after a object it can be lust after a a certain career position and it, it's almost an obsessive idolization of our hearts in five we're talking about the we are talking specifically about uh, sexual sin we're talking mm-hmm. specifically about sexual lust sexual uh, yearnings of the heart but we can see here is nothing but a honestly pit of hell but mm-hmm. we do see him say where we should find joy and comfort. And that is actually, so in, in 18, so your fountain be blessed and rejoice in the wife of your youth, a lovely deer, a graceful doe. This section is very, very reminiscent of the entire book of Song of Songs. Or Songs of Solomon, also written by Solomon, book largely dedicated to uh, biblical marriage. Yep. So we we see So okay, where was it? Um why should you be intoxicated, my son, with a forbidden woman and embrace the bosom of an adulteress? So it's like, why why tie yourself to death? Why literally chain yourself to death? Someone that is not a part of you. Instead, be one with an individual before God. The wife, and the term wife of your youth, that doesn't mean the first person you meet that doesn't mean but it means the the one that uh, it, there's multiple places for further and uh Paul actually speaks of it he's i think it's to who is it the, the Ephesians where he's Probably. like it's here let me pull it up where he says it's better to be single but if yeah um, First Corinthians. Uh, First Corinthians seven. Seven. Yep. 
that up. While I do that, do you have any thoughts? Um, something you mentioned a bit ago is, yes, it's talking about men, forbidden woman, wicked woman, lust for her, all that. Um, the principle of sexual purity and resisting temptations and lust does not, as you said earlier, just want to emphasize, does not apply to only man. It's to both male and female. Um, it's not like men are the only people that struggle with lust. It's not like men are the only people that can um, sin in that way. It's not like men can be the only adulterer. <laughs> um, I'm I'm not entirely sure. Maybe you would know why he uses men in this instance. Probably because it's more the more common thing. But the reality is, this applies to everybody, regardless of your gender. These these uh these concepts of trying to avoid this form of sin or avoid um, ensnaring yourself in wickedness in this way. Definitely. But speaking, but also at the same time, this being a guys or predominantly guys podcast, we can really like guys. We're not we're we're not fooling anybody. We're mm-hmm. made. We're, we're God made us to be more visually stimulated. He has given us. He has made us to be. Where a, a a female is more emotional. Yep. Very true. For a guy, it's so easy, and I I can say and personally, and I don't take joy in saying this, but I've fallen so many times, and thankfully the Lord has saved me from it. And I'm sure I'm not alone in saying that I've fallen, but at the <laughs> same time, I want to encourage people that either have been there or are there. And say that there is, there is a redemption, there is renewal, and it's yeah, not something that's going to be. Sorry, it's not going to be something that disappears immediately. You're still going to deal with it. It's going to be a continual thing because it's a heart issue. Mm-hmm. The reality is that no matter how much you flee from temptation or how much you dive into the word because like you said it's a heart issue and because it's the fact that we live in a fallen world temptation will always come back it's just a matter of how you deal with it and kind of as as you were saying um, definitely a key emphasis on the topic of lust is to show others that they are not alone in having thoughts like that, um, or even actions in that way, because it can be so easy to think that, like, man, no one else is really struggling with this because it's not a really super talked about issue, um, amongst friend groups at least not amongst mine uh, but it 
is especially for men who are more visual more of a key problem or a key issue that needs to constantly be addressed throughout your whole life because it won't necessarily go away but the way you deal with it will change very true just kind of my thoughts <laughs> yeah no, I think that's a good summation of chapter 5 as well Okay, mm -hmm. so we're going to go on and touch on chapter 6 here. So it's practical oh. warnings. This is a very com. Uh, there's a lot of people that is a very common chapter in Proverbs people read. What people think of as Proverbs. We'll get back into more warnings against adultery later in this chapter. But 6, 1 through 19 is practical warnings. So, so like, how long will you lie there, O sluggard? When will you arise from sleep? A little sleep, a little slumber, a little folding of the hands to rest, and poverty will come down upon you like a robber and want like an armed man. Basically saying, do not be idle. Do not, really, don't be lazy. If you're like, oh, I'm just going to go. I'm gonna go sleep a little bit more. Oh, I'm just gonna fold my hands. <laughs> oh, guess what? Your whole day's gone. Yep. You did not put your best foot forward. You did not. And you know this is harder in practice than than it seems. For example, I love my sleep. I love my sleep. But if I'm not intentional, if I don't get up, if I don't, then I can sleep for a long time, but then what does that do? Everything. Everything. Uh, there, there's. I, I'm a business owner. I, I have, I have two companies. <laughs> if I were to just sleep the entire time, no work would get done. Taxes would go overdue. The IRS would start banging on my door. I'd have to. Either A, go to jail, or B, fight to the death. Fight, fight, fight. <laughs> we'll, we'll just put it that way. The, con yeah. the, the consequences of being a sluggard is often greater than just not eating or not having a roof over your head. It's... It can also mean your freedoms. If you're not responsible in a little, how can you be responsible of a lot? I love how he points to the ant. Without having any chief, officer, or ruler, she prepares her bread in the summer and gathers her food and harvest. Matthew, did you ever have an ant farm growing up? <laughs> I had a butterfly farm, but I never had an ant farm, no. But that was one of the most fun things that I ever uh, got to experience, honestly. Just seeing them grow up and eventually turn to butterflies. It was pretty cool. Did yeah. you have one, though? Ant farm my brothers did. Oh, and nice. it's really cool because you not only see, you see a system, <clears throat> you see 
the area where they have the eggs and where they nurture the young. You have an area where they literally have kitchens to where it's not only they're bringing food, but they're actually like fermenting it and they're making this kind of fungus that they eat, a very nutritious fungus for them. So it's a, you see a place where they literally make their food. Further, I mean, then you have your entire network of tunnels. You have your defense systems. You have your soldier ants. You have your worker ants. You have the drone ants, which do nothing but have sex the entire time. Uh, <laughs> you have the queen ant, which is a huge mungo-looking thing. And then you have all of the workers going and getting food. Now, in an ant farm, it's limited. You put the food there, and they bring everything down. And they don't really have soldier ants all that much. But if you go out and, like, look in an ant nest, my least favorite, I came across this a couple days ago while working, was a fire ant nest. Ooh. Those things are aggressive. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, no fun. But in terms of a in terms of an instinct we see in creation just these we see these examples of just extremely diligent work and how much more should we as humans take that we we it's crazy that we can take notes from even the smallest yes it is there's um it's quite interesting to see something that you would deem so insignificant wouldn't normally pay attention to such as ants at least me i don't know maybe there's someone out there that just stares at ants all day but um, like jacob when he was younger um <laughs> but and for solomon here to point out like hey look at them look at what they're doing <laughs> and be like so what are you doing pretty much be like why are you being lazy pretty much trying to call people out it's quite a, it's quite a fascinating part of the passage, honestly. Do you mm. know what this study is called? It's what, called this Myrmecology. What? Myrmecology. Murmur. Did not know that. And that's the study of what? It is the study, the scientific study of ants. Hmm. Some early myrmecologists considered ant society as the ideal form of society and sought to bring solutions to human problems by studying ants. That doesn't surprise me. No, it doesn't surprise me either. Kind of cool, though. Yeah, but also that sounds like socialism. <laughs> yeah, we won't go into that. <laughs> Furthermore, probably like communism. Yeah. Considering all the workers are female, sounds like Barbie Land. See that movie, by the way. If you haven't seen it, it's it's pretty good. It's quite funny. Okay, let me preface that so that all of the conservative men that watch this thing don't all of a sudden <laughs> unfollow and unsubscribe. From oh wait, us. yeah. <laughs> okay, the Barbie movie was funny. Yes, it's a starkly feminist movie. But at the same time, they paint feminism and then this idea of, like, toxic masculinity in two, like, insanely, like, opposite and extremes to where they make them comedy relief and therefore it's funny. Yeah, that's true. I can be disgusted at a movie. I can – I don't have to 
agree with the story, but I can at least laugh from it. There's some more crude content in it, which makes this honestly kind of funny. Um, just be prepared and don't bring your 13-year-old daughter. Not yep, that I'd any agree. of us should have that. I know I don't. <laughs> well, Back to Proverbs! Yes. Okay, and there's a lot more we could go into. For example, the six things that the Lord hates, seven that are abomination mm. to him. Haughty eyes, lying tongue, hands that shed innocent blood, a heart that devises wicked plans, a fault witness who reads out lies, and one who soars discord among brothers. I'm toast. <laughs> yeah, the discord one. It's like, hmm. <laughs> I sow discord among the brothers. Not what it actually means. I'm, yeah. a dis I'm a discord mod. He is a discord mod. I am a discord <laughs> mod. Um, lays it out pretty clearly. It's like, hey, Lord hates this. Bam, 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 bam. Yep. And they're all pretty self-explanatory. Okay. Yeah, it's not like the most plain English. You know, it's not like they all have a paragraph or something. But it's it's fairly clear what it's saying when it says a lying tongue. Like, yeah, very true. Don't lie. And Hands then... that shed innocent blood. Don't go and murder somebody <laughs> gosh my afternoon plans oh no don't say that on the podcast how to keep up the persona <laughs> how do you know my life my name is Aniko Montoya <laughs> prepared to die but, you know, no yeah fairly clear it's like false witness who breathes out lies one who sows discord, not the actual discord that, you know, we're using to record this, but other meanings of discord, disagreements and such. <laughs> Very true. And all that. Um, yeah. Okay, but 20 through the end of the chapter 35. So it's a lot of what we covered in 5. It basically starts and says, listen to the word of your father, hold fast to the truth of your mother, uh, walk with them, where they, where they will lead you. When you lie down, they will watch over you. When they awake, they talk with you. For the commandment is a lamp, and the teaching a light. Reproves and disciplines are the way of life. And it is to preserve us from... Da, 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 the evil woman. There she is again. And then She's back. And then kind of goes more into rhetorical. Can a man carry fire next to his chest and his clothes not be burned? Can one walk on hot coals and his feet not be scorched? Don't be thinking about coal walks. The heck is a whole walk? Coal. Oh. Like walk of fire. Oh, yeah. Guess yeah. what? You still walk across coals, you're still gonna get a little toasty feet. Yep. Whether you're Dwight from the office or whether you're Pam from the office. <laughs> I thought you'd get that. Oh no, I get it. I okay, get it. good. I've seen the office. Don't worry. Phew. Okay. Mm. He commits adultery, lacks sense. That's one other thing. Basically, you're dumb. Pretty much. He just flat out is like, "Yeah, you, you don't have sense if you do this." And it's like, "Oh, okay." <laughs> it is in it is in the face it is the extreme it is 
directly in the way or in yeah. it's an animosity of wisdom mm-hmm. it's yeah. a dishonor it's a disgrace not only to you not only to the other individual it doesn't even have to be an individual but also to it can be a disgrace to your family your mother and your father and ultimately it can be a disgrace uh, and it's a disgrace to God much more for us who say we are believers yeah yeah it's not good to keep it plain and simple it is not good at all it's an abomination to the Lord yeah God God instituted a system for for marriage a system for to delight in sexual pleasure and this very deep and real thing that he created it's it's a beautiful thing much detail had gone into it has gone into it but also it's a picture of himself is a picture of Christ in the church. The hierarchy of a man shall lead his wife. A man shall lead his wife. The wife will leave her father and hold fast to her husband, and they shall be one before the Lord. Mm-hmm. This idea is all throughout Scripture. And it's lust, adultery, sexual sin flies in the face of God's ordained will and his ordained what's the word? Um, bro, I wish a, I could it, help it, is his, it is his order. It is his, na- ah. it is his natural order of creation. Male and female, Christ and the church. Yep. Well, that wraps up Proverbs 5 and 6. You have any other thoughts before we wrap up, Matthew? No, I think that was a pretty good way of closing it. Um, yeah, I went through 5 and 6 today. So yep. I actually don't know how long we've been recording, but hopefully it's not too long. <laughs> ah, this was a long one. This is over 30 minutes. Whoa, hey now. Yeah. Tomorrow we'll be diving into 7 and 8, then we'll be caught back up for the week. So thank you all for joining, and again, we have our link to join the Discord in the description. Uh, We would absolutely love to have you. We join every morning at 7.30. This morning a little bit late because someone was late. I don't know who that was, you sluggard. Wake up, oh sluggard. Consider the aunt. Yes, don't be lazy. Join the podcast. <laughs> yes, but no, we we would love to have you. We'd love to hear your input, or you can even just listen in live, whatever, mm-hmm. whatever, whatever floats your boat. Floats your boat. I was gonna say toot your horn, but then that sounded weird. That sounds weird. We're gonna say float your boat. <laughs> float your boat. Everyone have a great day. Yeah, have a great day, everyone. See ya.